Hey. Been trying to meet ya. Must be a devil between us. In fact, there's not, but this is a show that is known for its embracing of the occult. This is the Six of Cups. Welcome to it. It's the roundtable version of the Six of Swords, a value for value, and uh, in this case, value for value role-playing game podcast. That's the uh, role-playing game that you play on the Six of Wands. That's live once a month. You donate to the show. If you get value out of it, you go out for a fancy meal, this, that, the other thing. You know what the value for value is if you get value from the show. Um, they, basically, this is kind of like after No Agenda, after MoFax. If you can see that there's value in learning the esoteric and becoming versed enough to swim in it, and then once you enter that world, being able to stay afloat in it, that is something that is it's, uh, what initiation's for. And um, God bless, you know, my dad's a pastor. I'm the son of a pastor and a Chaucer scholar. And I would like to say that, uh, well, me am, you know, just one person. Uh, I think that I see that this embracing of these uh, skill sets and awarenesses, immaturities, uh, when I refer to initiation, such as uh, dealing with... Um, you know, you could do this in, in many ways. People join Freemasonry is a time-honored tradition for men. Rosicrucian works if you're female or male, whatever. Um, that would be uh, something for more people who are like into the interest in healing and uh, spiritual science, and actually like uh, what Jesus Christ Himself would have done while Jesus was busy not waiting for Jesus to save him. So you can you know use the the blood of Jesus as your crutch. Or you can realize that Christ would have compelled you to be your own authority. That being said, if you are about liberty and true freedom, and about exercising your spiritual liberty on the occult level as well, this is what I would refer to as White Lodge uh, magic, and I consider myself a chaos magician uh, in the sense of chaos mathematics. I think that's enough of a lead into the show for those who aren't quite familiar with this, but are interested, especially coming from the No Agenda Mo angle. Uh, become a Rona Mo Sos in such a fashion that this is the caboose. If you, again, get value out of the show, hi, uh, I am your host, Nathan Lee Miller-Foster. I do this alone, except when I don't, and this is the case when I don't. This is the round table version of my show, and uh, I have another solo show. Don't get confused. You've heard me speak a lot, and this is enough for an intro. I have so much I would like to share, but instead of all of that, I'm going to throw it at saying that, um, yeah, Listen to Miguel's most recent podcast with Prometheus in it. A lot of the stuff that I've been thinking, he just kind of did me the favor. And I got my uh, Hunter S. Thompson quote shout out there. So message received, sir. I love your show, but everyone knows that if you're not listening to No Agenda or Mofax, you should be listening to Aeon Bite or uh, also Nox Minte. So it's enough of those shout outs on the fronting of the, uh, the front loading of the show. I'm going to read from you, uh, read to you from a book called the 365 Tao, <laughs> and uh, today's reading is number 267, since it's uh, September 24th, and here's the reading, and it's called Style. An old man sits on a granite step. He plucks a treasured guitar. The strings throb with feeling. He needs no audience to open his heart. A boy enthusiastically wants to learn his style. Style? Asks the man slowly. My style is 
made of the long road of life, of heartbreak and joy and people loved and loneliness, of war and its atrocities, of a baby born, of burying parents and friends. My scale is the seven stars of that dipper, of the dipper. The hollow of my guitar is the space between heaven and earth. How can I show you my style? You have your own young life. Everyone has their own style in life. The old have perspective. The young have vigor. We can learn from each other, but we cannot have what the other generations possess. We are each shaped by our generations, and to transcend the limitations of our time is a rare occurrence indeed. So, without further ado, thank you to Freighters, Patrick, and Joey as we head into this. Uh, it was interesting. <laughs> MoFax happened to bring up the... Oh, and I get a no agenda meeting RSVP right now? How about that? All right. Has to be careful with this message. Hey! Right on! All right, anyways. So, I was listening to MoFax, and anyways, uh, <laughs> he brings up Rosicrucianism. Uh, yo, man, when you want to get the real lowdown on this without the, and um, it's all love, it's all love, it's all love, I understand, man, I came from a whole other, man, I've been through, Yahushua, you know what I mean, I feel you, people have different ways, I'm, I'm a quarter Jewish-ish, that's a whole thing on of itself, but, um, you know, I'm American, and, uh, I heard the, yeah, I'll just say this quickly, <laughs> I heard this wonderful message, I heard the, yo, listen to the most recent, uh, No Agenda, not from today, which is the 24th, but, like, uh, right last Sunday, 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 like, oh my goodness, yo, yo, um, not, was it Sir Mittens speaking with true, that's all I have to say, yo, that was a, that was a primal, raw, I love that, that was a primal cry, I identify with that, and, uh, from within my own, whatever control I have over my life, those are the kind of people that, when you speak in an Emersonian sense, I mean, I can only attest to the, the, the quality of the statement and the energy and then, uh, meaning behind it, but I could, I could tell that, uh, this person seems like at least someone on uh, what you might call a level. So, hey, uh, enough. That's a long intro, and JJ's like, cut the fucking intros down or I'll stop sleeping with you. And I said, honey, I say stupid shit on the podcast, but you're never going to stop sleeping with me. So, uh, enough about my better half and I's lifelong, because, you know, there's a whole other thing. Got to respect. Um, we, we've had, we, Our culture's been fucked with, dudes. Like, there's room for being whatever you want to be as far as your own fucking personality is. But, like, we have shirked the responsibility of a man to be a father and to be a loyal and honorable husband in our society. And we need to bring that, too, back. I started off another show talking about... <laughs> Suddenly, I'm doing a six of discs. All right, I got more to say coming down the line. It's enough. We're already at 10 minutes and 10. So, uh, here we go. Into the show. Welcome back to the Six of Cups. This is the pleasurable roundtable version of the Six of Swords, the general series of shows of the Six of Wands and Discs also included, the Wands being the outlet of what this is to be said, the Value for Value Network these shows are all part of. And as part of an extension of Value for Value, which is you go to a movie, you have entertainment, you have education, you enjoy something, you have a expensive fancy meal, you know, back when restaurants existed and you would go to a movie when people did those things and you would pay 50, 100, you know, what do you get out of it? It's really, it's what the value is to you, which is a magical thing because you put it into a number. You say you like $111 for this episode. 
if you like this enough, you get it in in time and you say, I would like to be the producer of either you can choose the next episode or the one that just came out. We're flexible and still getting the bearings as we build the wings. And I bet you want us to get into the show because I want you to know that after you go to occultfan.com, hit the donate button so you can, can complete that transaction cycle. Art, artist, artist, appreciator, the value for value. It goes further into the six of wands. When you create a character, you can use the value that you donate to the show and it transfers over into the value for value role playing game. Your character then can use the money that you donated in the game. And the game itself is a hyper sigil, which is perfect by way of getting into our topic for the evening. I want whichever one of our guests is raring, whoever gets the inspiration to go with this one. What's um what's so special about something like, say, the value for value role playing game where you create a character and then express its movements and give it life and vitality and then tie it into the real world. What's the special thing about hyper sigils games like the value for value role-playing game, or in this case, what's the invisibles? Why is it special? How's it related to a hyper sigil? Like I'm saying this game is, I think I did all the necessary show work. And with us, we have freighter Patrick cup who was on the six of swords previously, just this month before. Hello, Patrick. Hey, how's it going? And we also have, hey, Joey J. Hello, Joey. Hello. Joey has killed many things on the Six of Wands, and by now his biceps look like cinder blocks. You just don't want to even step. So, long story short, get on that and donate and get onto the show. And uh, there's, there's more explanation where we came from, but we don't have time to do that right now. We want to just get into the show. Who wants to, uh, who's getting the feeling like they can explain like what a hyper sigil is in general? Who wants to take that one? A hyper sigil. I mean, uh, explaining it. I, it's so I guess it's just a, I, I want to say it's like a way of like, kind of tapping into to archetypes and uh so you can kind of i mean there's a lot of people that will uh, there's a, a thing called soul binding i don't know if you've heard of this but where people will uh, like attach themselves to anime characters so it's almost it's almost a way of that of like taking a fictional character and, and like connecting with it in such a such a level that it it creates greater truths in your own life I don't know. <laughs> that's that's what just spurred forth from my mouth. So, well, that's what I uh, ask, and ye shall be given. Joey, do you have a way to describe hyper sigils as well? I was unfamiliar with this anime, dude. I mean, like, I'm not surprised. Like, I'm sure, they got a vending machine for that too. But I'm just yeah. saying that, like, it's cool, man. Whatever, you know. I mean, that's actually a very good way to put. That's one angle that's super uh, potent in its accuracy. We'll come back around to that. Um, that's definitely an angle and uh, remind me to come back if, if I, cause tangents, Joey, do you have a way to put hyper sigil? Cause I might have a definition afterwards, but what do you want to say? Like a hyper sigil is, or how do games like the value for value? Like you've had a real, you've had this experience. You're the best person to describe this because you've had this happen as a hyper sigil, you opened up a treasure chest, and I guess I'm blowing it for those who are going to listen, but too bad now, I suppose. It's still fun to listen to. Joey, how does this cross over to real life using that maybe as an example if you want to, but what's your definition of a hyper sigil without me front-loading the question any further? Um, 
I guess uh, weaving yourself and either yourself or anyone's surroundings into a work of art and then trying to manipulate that to your benefit or sometimes just going with the flow and seeing what happens. Which is always a little bit of like free will and determinism in the interplay in the first place. What you just kind of said at the end there, you know, it's to be valid in any situation. It's always like, is it this pattern or is it this impression? I I guess meaning is free will or going with the flow. But I'm a Pisces rising, so I don't exactly, uh, I'm not inclined to choose a difference between whatever the hell that is, whatever that means. I'm already halfway between uh, the other side right now anyways. Uh, so be that as it may, when you say you tangle it together, interplays of energies, you know, when you have s'mores, it's only because you cooked the marshmallow first. So yeah, you have to do things to change. And I think, um, the important thing is, um, do you want to say anything about, uh, how you opened up a treasure chest and got some kind of like thing with, uh, you know, do you want to say something about that? Oh yeah. The astrology reading. I believe so. Good sir. Gentleman, uh, S J Anderson. Yeah, it was good. What happened? You don't have to talk about your reading, but like that's an actual thing. Like, how did that happen? Like, basically, set us up one, two, three. How the reading went? Or... No, how did it get to the fact that you had one? Uh, playing the role playing game and yeah, opening up the chest. Yeah, so basically, like, you approached the treasure chest. There was three of them. Two other people ended up getting some, like, armor, and uh, someone else got, like, a defense uh, upgrade. But you ended up getting a reading with SJ. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was, it was good. A parchment of paper. So a parchment of paper in a treasure chest became an actual value. Some people will put this up to 500, whatever they want to. And if you're really good, you can... Oh boy, but um, yeah, you don't see that too often ever. But um, you know, yeah, you can get around that. And so, a piece of paper in a treasure chest turned into an actual experience. And I believe, like, and it's no one else's, you know. But this was a cool experience for you. Yeah, it was. I didn't expect it. Yeah. So the way that that's a the way that that's a hyper sigil. The reason I'm the reason I'm putting the question like this is the reason that's a hyper sigil is that something from nowhere became so you know and I mean like this is the essence of where we came from almost to like to like to end the conversation before it began. We are but like that you know imagined dream the the logos if you will. But uh, yeah, so. We're here this evening talking with people who have been part of the Invisibles reading group, TIRG, which began on Scorpio in 11.11 of last year. We actually began at 11.11 p.m. Eastern, uh, I believe, since it's after the time saving, so whatever that is. And... We had read the first maybe by a, through a couple of months. It took us a how long did it take us to get through the first? Let's not let's not put everyone through the paces, but we went through steady clips reading each of the chapters one by one by one, sometimes in groups of threes and however it goes. But um, yeah, this is basically a roundtable of people who have 
kind of gone through some invisibles training ish, and we're here to spread, uh, as Freighter Patrick called it, gorilla gnosis. And I think that's a uh, pretty hip. So, what do you think, uh, Patrick? What the hell are we doing here? Why is why is this show worth listening to right now? amongst the myriad of shows and upon reflection why is this good to come back to what are we saying here this evening uh what are we saying here this evening i think we're just uh we're just talking about i mean the 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 invisibles themselves were in the in the comic and the in the graphic novel were kind of doing active active warfare active gnostic warfare whereas we're talking about possibly doing more gorilla fly by night <laughs> gnosis of uh, just uh, I guess talking about uh, ways we could go about just providing gnosis to other people in, in subtle manners. Wow. Also how we can best fuck with the reality so that it turns into a place that's super cool. <laughs> we'd, oh, hate, yeah. we'd hate to let the bastards have all the fun. So what you're saying is so, I don't know. We'll, we'll come back around to that, Joey. What do you thought? What are your thoughts on this? Remember, I'm not talking tonight. What are my thoughts on on Invisibles, the Invisibles reading group, or Gorilla Gnosis, oh, spreading, Gorilla Gnosis. Yeah, or, or or the Invisibles, whatever you want to go with. I mean, it's it's largely choose your topic night. So whatever I suggest, just do your thing. Joey? <laughs> um, well, I don't know what's going uh, on. Gorilla mark, uh, gorilla marketing is what I think of when I think of gorilla gnosis. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's so. I was a I was a marketing minor in college, so yeah, we definitely learned learned all about gorilla marketing. I, I I don't even know I don't even know if that's really utilized that much anymore. Now it's just social media marketing, but <laughs> I don't know if that's what guerrilla marketing turned into. Because back when I was learning about it in college, it was like, oh, go stick some stickers on the ground. That's guerrilla marketing. <laughs> Leave a flash drive in a fucking toilet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go stick some Nike swooshes on a on the side of a mailbox well if that's the case then i mean like it's culture jamming is what we're talking about too and it's like what the discordians and the sub geniuses which are entirely different groups used to do I'll, I'll cut out that part earlier you know when i say i'll cut something out of the show we'll probably just get joey's pause like it's just like at a heartbeat by the way, just as a random interlude, because knowledge is knowledge and fun is fun, and we should mix them together so that the people swallow them, whatever it is, Mary Poppins style, right? So um, Pink Floyd had this thing where you were talking about marketing. So let's get into this, because like I heard, like, like I, I mean, like, shit, dude, there's a fucking ton of people having shows out there, and I really do want this to be valuable. I don't even give a fuck about myself. I want this time to be well spent in a useful, upward, constructive manner. So there's like marketing podcasts that like the dark side of marketing. I got a shout out on No Agenda, and you know, thank you for your coverage for 
teaching us about that one because I'm going to get into that. And I want to hear it from maybe this marketing angle, like understand the bastards like Bill Hicks, like, you know, um, our buddy Ryan Peverly over at a culture was in uh, marketing himself. So, I mean, I know Chris Knowles was like posing action figure toys for people to buy and shit, like trying to figure out the right way to pose them. That's a real fucking problem that our minds are so manipulated. You know, our false gods wear spandex, not the real gods. So that being fucking said, I guess, like, let's talk about these marketing things and get into this Pink Floyd example. Um, at the beginning of my technical communications course in college, and then let's talk about some of your marketing stuff, too, Patrick. Just like... um. We were just like looking at looking at these blocks of text. Like, imagine trying to read a phone book. It's just awful. A lot of people look at a Bible and get a similar impression. But as it is, <laughs> it's true they do. Um, just uh, Walt, Waldo Emerson texts are also huge and blocky. Similar to Nietzsche. Just need I say more? So, like, um, imposing texts. Where am I going with this? Give me a second. Well. Where the fuck was I going with imposing text a second ago? Uh, you were talking about the textbooks, I guess, back in, in college and in, in your course. No, no, fuck no. 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 <laughs> back it up even further than that before. Like, what was I saying just before the? I was using voluminous texts as a as a as a conceptual piece for something. Uh, just talking about marketing. But... Yeah, that's right. Fuck yeah, dude. We looked yeah. at those fucking awful tech. It was a it was a technical communications course about blocks and like just awful boring business like 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 writing technical manuals okay why am i sharing this with you i was able to parlay this into a four person our group had to choose the topic and i chose subliminal advertising especially in rock music and we were allowed to present on this so the idea is that when we're looking at like culture jamming, it's like if we're going to actually make a difference, we need to have a difference on all fronts. And one of the things that we use as an example of these little things that get into people's heads, Pink Floyd, there's all this magic with what they do with like mirroring and stuff like that. That's worth a whole other conversation. But in this case, where we came in is how the album begins. And then as it ends, you hear like this, like subliminal, isn't this where? So you hear Pink Floyd saying, isn't this where we came in? Like going always infinitely on a loop. So they tied a, they made a creation of the wall into a universe of itself, which is again, just like the universe of the uh, invisibles. It's a hyper sigil. The wall itself is a hyper sigil. Uh, you could testify to anyone who's seen the movie, which is part of the living, breathing essence of the wall, Gerald Scrape's art, you know, um, what's his name's performance? My brain's doing the thing. Uh, his daughter was created. Geldof, yeah. Bob Geldof's performances, the Nazi-esque, Roger Waters-y, Sid Barrett-y pink, and all of, um, like, that. it's like, it has a taste to it. It's like too real. It's like that flower becoming real. Like, that's, it's, 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 it's a similar thing to the society. So, we need to create the art that will push the gorilla gnosis and it's the gnosis is the interiority it's having spirituality it's having um a difference uh, a difference than being someone like you're you're literally you cannot go halfway with this if you're someone who listens to no agenda and stuff like that and like gets it there's a way to do 
Christian-y enough if you need that or whatever your whatever your mechanism is. Magic, though, to manipulate this world so our side is liber, liber, libertas or whatever fuck it is. This is real. This is real. This is real. I cannot stress this enough. This is, uh, it's just what it is. And it's nothing to get dumpy about. It's just keep moving. <laughs> keep moving in real time. Uh, so I guess what I'm trying to say is like, let's use some of these marketing tactics. Uh, Patrick, before we jump into yours, Joey, do you have any thoughts that come to mind? Because like, you're the one who's like, like, let me just wait for five minutes and then gold and now we talked about it for 20 years so what else do you have to say before we start getting into it because i'm actually really grateful that like like nate what the fuck do you want me to do this and you're like here you go what else do you got uh sometimes nate it's a roller coaster and it's hard to keep up but i'll get there (laughs) you're already there so how can you get there no, I'm saying just like following what you were saying is a roller coaster. <laughs> I really hope you understand that I'm making this up as I go along. I don't think I've said that enough yet. I was like, wait, what? What? What, what am I gonna say? <laughs> no, but like what you said though was really good, and I mean, like we are dealing with uh, people's lives and lifetimes right now. And the more I like, I'm I'm coming up on my 36th birth year. So it's going to be um, what people call, and so this is a point of fact for people who are going to eventually, you're going to want to learn astrology. I'm not going to say this again. Uh, You're going to need to as an adult in your life. This is a tool you need. I don't care what you think. Get over it. And we're going to just talk about it because it's a part of life. Uh, I think that's an easiest way to put it. <laughs> I don't want to get pedantic about it. They're like, it's just, it is like, this is a tool you're going to need to understand. So um, when you get everyone, when you turn 12, when you turn four, uh, 24 or any multitude, a multiple of 12, you enter what they call a first house perfection and all of the houses, you just need to find out what time you're born so you can orientate your chart by the literal minute that you were born. This matters in this, this stuff. These uh, rising signs, they're like signatures. You'll see them pop up. I saw 26 degrees of a certain sign pop up like three times in a row today. Just bam, bam, bam. Like So these signs are actual little signatures for those who are paying attention, keeping score at home. These are like actual ways that you measure what the fuck is happening. Uh, I just want that to not be um, understated. So um, when we look at, uh, for example, uh, what was I going to go on? Rising signs. Why am I going on about rising signs suddenly? Huh? <laughs> I'm not sure. I did, I did have a thought on that, but yeah. Huh? <laughs> 26. Thank you. Fuck yeah, dude. That's right. Yeah, that's why. Because every single... I have no problem that I'm a stoner. I am unapologetically a stoner in this way. I, With my freedom and honesty, I can be the most effective version of myself. I am not trying to bark up any other trees. I'm just telling you right now. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. You guys, I, I help out. They help me. It's fucking real deal, dude. So when you turn 36, you leave behind what's called the 12th house here, which is what the age of 35 by by way of occult meaning, looking at these idiots in the TTSA, yes, not talking like Peter Sellers, like fake German for no reason, but these people in the TTSA, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Hans, Hans is your uncle. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that these um these people are saying like you know these are the same intelligent levels that bring you the songs that say aliens exist that says you know 
that I know the CIA will say what you hear is all hearsay. You know, um, we all know conspiracies are dumb. So Tom's been like in the pocket of some uh, military industrial thing. Uh, brother Tom, I think he's a Prince Hall, whatever. doesn't matter. Uh, it's still brother. And so what happened was um, he said, no one likes you when you're 23. Any Blink-182 fan knows this innately. They know this song pretty well. Um, and this says, nobody likes you when you're 23. I'm using this to illustrate an occult thing in plain sight where that's actually saying no one likes you in your 23rd year of life because that's a 12th house perfection year. You're not yet at your Saturn's return. Good luck, buddy, or Chica or whatever. It, 23 is a hard year. So 35, if you've, it's a still a 12th house perfection year. I didn't mean to go all the way down this, but I, I just need to express to the people. When you enter 36, no matter who you are, that's going to return you to where the rising sign was when you were born. So this is one way for you to kind of get a grip on this nebulous clock that even in, I forget, Stuttgart or someplace in Foxterdam. Oh, there goes the explosive button. <laughs> someplace they have in this Gothberg or something, they have this great clock, which still fun pressure or something. Pressure is not even, it's probably a dessert topping by now. They have a clock that's still an astrological and, you know, all the popes and the people, you know, with the knowledge that, you know, whatever. These astronomical clocks have obviously not disappeared because they stopped being useful. In fact, the more you know the stars, the more you know geometry, the more you know music, the more you know yourself the more you're in control of your reality. That's what the fuck this conversation, I'm done with the, it's, I'm going to try not to swear. I really am. I respect that principle. It's, you can do things better without swearing, but I also, and there's the but, I heard everything you said up until but, I'll try not to swear. Joe, uh, Joey, did I get it all? Yeah. I sold them the moon. All right. We definitely, <laughs> we definitely landed there. We so, and landed on them. We really actually landed on them. So Patrick, what's going on? What do we what do we have? <laughs> I don't know. I just I as a as just a commentary on the on the podcast itself, I really loved that whole that whole spiel and then then Joey just yeah. <laughs> that was that was comedy gold right there. <laughs> he knows he knows what he's doing, sir. He's he's yeah. but you don't want to draw too much attention to it. Every time you do that, uh, the fairies start to creep away. So just let him yeah. do it. Let him do his weird dance. He knows what he's doing. Yep. Um, so, I mean, well, I was going to tie that into uh, the uh, gorilla gnosis. Um, so just weirdly enough, just today I was, um, I was explaining to some, some coworkers about just, I don't even remember how it came up. Like they were asking about astrology or something like that. And I was like, well, I really don't know anything about it at all. And I don't even know if I necessarily believe in it, but, but it's a, it's, but, you know, I told them they already knew the thing about, you know, millionaires don't use astrology, but billionaires do. Who said that? Uh, I, I think it's attributed to like JP Morgan or something, but I don't know if that's accurate, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some rich guy. But yes. it was J.P. Morgan, they say it was. But go on. Yeah. So uh, so they were just kind of asking me about it. And I was just like, well, for me, I've been been looking at it and, and doing stuff with it. And for me, it's just a way of like helping me know when to make certain decisions, when when to when to do certain things. It's it's more of like a it's more of like a, a day, a daily planner kind of thing for me to where 
where I can be like, okay, shit, I got to do this right now because Jupiter hour is about to be over <laughs> or, or something along those lines, uh, which, which helps me because then it, you know, it, just, it helps me stay on track with what I'm doing throughout the day. Um, just following like the astro hours thing, which Joey recommended to me months ago. Um, the astro hours app on the Android. Um, but like, like I, and so I gave him some examples about times I had made particular decisions, uh, based on my, the astro.com reading for the day. And like, and also based on the, the, what, what planetary hour it was. And they were by the end of the conversation, they were just like, well, I guess we need to check that out. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, do whatever you want. But yeah, it's definitely helped me. So for the people who might not know, Gnosis is just knowing thyself because everything starts from within. Like you could say it a different way, like without the p pretty philosophical language, like all action starts from within you. You eat your own food, you shit your own shit. You have to help yourself survive, meet your own desires. That's a good thing. Do not shirk the world. But also, all right, half your, now that's your ape half. Good. We got that half. You know, half man is half the evolved, whatever. I would say that you also need to pay attention to your angel half or your God half or whatever half, the heavenly half, right? All right, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You need to. It's just a thing. You're not here as wait. You, you don't want to waste your life. Part of you has a divine purpose, and that's just just do your best, but make sure you're doing your best. I guess that's the way to say it, because uh, what the fuck do I know? Um, Just doing the same, trying to get the consciousness in the actual sphere of humans evolved actually evolved for as we carry forward so gnosis is knowing thyself and doing the utmost you can not just for whatever you look like but for like conscious humans there are so many people in the world that people won't even know exist because they're just way too highly evolved to even step out of their way to let you know they exist they know you exist you don't know they exist whole bunch of things like that going on in this world. And it's like you want to be someone that people would want like to be around. It's like the Emerson quote in the company of good people, you know? So I think that uh, that's one of the most important things noses can be like, you can actually have a chance at living your actual real life. That's what I'm saying. It's like no longer letting the golden arches and the Pepsi cans make you a fool of their own manipulations. It's coming back in saying it's Safrasune, know thyself. It's a steady, solid, stable core from which you may then act and spiral out, be useful to others because you have the self-respect from within. And sometimes you just got to bare knuckle drag yourself into doing it, making it something that you make into a habit and do over and over again. It's very much worth it, though, when the satisfaction of living comes when you're no longer vampirized by some arconic ticks and leeches. Patrick, back to you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. When you know yourself, you know, that, you know, what, what you don't, what you do and do not agree with. And you're not, not as easily, you're not an absorbent little sponge soaking up the opinions of others when you, when you know what you actually aspire towards. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the big things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I've certainly, I've certainly lived that life of being, you know, floating down a river and then a new, new, a new little channel opens up and I just float down that one. And then like, Oh, fuck, <laughs> you know, there's a waterfall. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm pretty bad at that myself. So I, I'm getting, getting to know myself a whole lot better this last year or so. Well, I mean, like 
wisdom has a lot to do with this. Let's 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 talk a little bit about the planet of wisdom, uh, Saturn. Uh, when you turn thirty, you have what you call Saturn's return, and this is when, like, like if you look back in your own life and you think about what happened when you turned thirty, just think about that. Or if you're someone who's uh, approaching thirty, there are ways to deal with this. Feel free to reach out to me at Six of Swords Discord to talk about that, especially if you um are the same consciousness expansiveness kind of person um, uh, interested as the, uh, as the Joey J type people and the Patrick type people. And I'm not going to point to anymore. So yeah, you too guy with the orange shirt. I'm looking at you freaking freak. <laughs> okay. It's getting weird. So let's carry on. Um, I think it's important that again, Gnosis is um, it's like even it's a gnarly shit that you're afraid to look at, but you need to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like you've always felt better when you took that step. Um, and it's about looking inside yourself. It's like the only enemy out there is within. Again, see what I'm saying? And it's again, like people have been fucked up in the heads for the past few months with the Pluto Saturn, with the Jupiter that's just gone stationary now with all the fear inoculum predicted. They went fear crazy. They, they, they took a common, they took a cold and they went absolutely uh, berserk over it. And people um, have lost a lot of, life meaning <laughs> we're actually at a point where we could be looking at a schism in society which is this kind of conversation is for the people who are choosing to actually mitigate their ruin like the tool lyrics say and this is for people who are trying to live that permaculture world that we're going to live in because this is literally the only way to live on this planet going forward is with permaculture i'm not fucking around that's period hard stop full stop that's that's what we're facing. I mean, that's my, you, you asked me. I mean, so go to a different show if you don't want permaculture because, you know, it, your, your show's going to be over way before mine. Anyways, uh, Patrick, what do you think? Actually, let's let Joey say something. Joey, I really want you to talk. I don't know how to prod you, so throw in, throw in the ball to you and see what we got with all of that. And yes, I whatever you want. Uh, yeah, uh, permaculture. I mean, you, why not work with something instead of trying to build some divergent thing on top of a fully productive system you know <laughs> like I mean you look back like the whole history of man is just like trying to build his own vision of the world on top of I mean I'm kind of spinning out a little bit but yeah permaculture <laughs> living with and you can't spin out man I mean it's like a show it's sometimes it's good to go on those stonery uh, clouds I mean like for real like there's never all the time like and people have an opinion fuck their opinion too like <laughs> um no one is, uh, you know, I mean, we're here to have a good time. We're here to have a good time while making ourselves the best version of ourselves possible. It's like, give a little, you know, I'm a Libra, uh, zero, zero degree. I will say that so many fucking more times before I'm dead. Starkly aware of it right now. But anyways, uh, my birthday is coming up on the 22nd when the actual equinox is again. I'm born on the equinox. I asked Gigi Young at a, uh, I'm, I'm now a Gigi Young member. Uh, so it's Giza Death Star, dark journalist, no agenda. <laughs> well, you can vault. 
So Jeezy Young as well. And she says uh, the same answer. She says, um, so what's the, uh, what's the, uh, what's the, I said, what's the significance of being born on the equinox? And she says, you're a kind of person who, or, or any of the cross quarters is a question. Equinox, you know, anyone born on March 22nd or September 22nd, generally is case. She says, you'll be amplified. You'll be much more potent. <laughs> and I feel like that's evident without like talking too much. And I want to get back to the idea of actual consciousness expansion and making people self-actualize. But I just also found out, thanks to Austin Coppock's course, all four of the royal stars, even on my rising sign, I have Fomalhaut at, uh, in, from Pisces. So, like, crazy shit that's all unfolding right now going into this new year where the 36 year is a year of becoming a new self. So I have Nathan Lee in his deep state, and I have this podcast. I also have more of the holy gift coming into view. This is a really exciting time. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about my own ass for anymore, except for the fact that I really hope that I'm of service. Whatever crazy fucking musician author and podcaster you know like i just said whatever that is i hope it's of you so let's carry on forward no more sallying back and forth you know if you want to um use psychedelics to break down barriers appropriately that's highly suggested we are facing there's never a revolution that's over we always think it's so critical when we're alive same old things are going to be happening when our kids, if there's still kids around, right? That's a serious thing. But the same old thing's always been happening. We always wait for the revolution, this, that, the other thing. It's, it's always what's happening now and enough that you can control in the future. Don't go crazy with, like Joey said, overbuilding. But don't run around naked in the street. Joey, naked streets or no naked streets? Well, I mean, yeah, you got to live. I mean... Running around naked in the streets and ain't the way to live. I actually have no problem with people who want to live naked. I literally have no problem with that. I'm way, way more just like this is human souls that are happening right now. Don't, 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 don't over compress yourself here. But you know, then again, what do I know? So, um, I think that's uh, I think it's a good good balance of not running naked in the street sometimes. But um, Patrick, why don't you uh, why don't you uh, take us a little further into why or uh, what, what's what's a good move? What's the next step? Because obviously some assholes been fucking trying to lie, and I mean there's a serious issue that they're trying to inject people with stuff that will ruin literally their spirituality, and this is like no fucking joke. It will ruin their ability. I don't fucking uh, pretend to understand all the mechanics, motherfucker. Something mm, saying what they're actually going for. Rudolph Steiner predicted back in 1917, talking about how they're going to try to poison people's interiority, ruin their ability to have an interior spiritual life. Thus, they can no longer, as I brilliantly heard, uh, someone said on um, one of the, I think it was Finding Hermes, there's like no more interiority so that the psyche starves. Like you can no longer reflect, right? It was on the second Finding Hermes that just came out. And so you no longer can the psyche be um, fulfilled. So then you become a needy parasite and then you become one of those Borgs, basically just pointing, ratting out your neighbors just so you can get a hit of the crack. So I'm saying like, uh, Patrick, if we're facing some times that are like, like, well, what's the, what's the best inoculum? What's the fear inoculum right here? How do we, what's, I don't know. What the fuck? Take this conversation to a place that's useful. <laughs> well, I, uh, 
The fear inoculum. I think, I mean, maybe I do this a little bit too much with, with the day-to-day relations of people I, I talk to and stuff. Maybe they might get kind of sick of me, but um, I often, uh, I don't try to drop, I don't try to do the thing of like dropping truth bombs on somebody like eh, people don't need that shit. <laughs> There's all kinds of truths in the universe. Um, we don't, we don't need your social with our, with, we don't need your programming with our sports. We just want to watch sports. That's our outlet bread and circus. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, I usually try to, in my day to day conversations, just, you know, try to stay steer clear of just the programmed responses for one thing. But for another thing, just I I just try to genuinely talk to people like everybody, anybody I talk to, I try to have as genuine of a conversation as I can, not not about the weather or any of that, any of that kind of bullshit or just politics or anything, just just more about like, okay, well, you know, why, why, you know, why bring that up now? Or why, you know, why does that make you why does that make you upset? You know, that, that kind of stuff. And, you know, like I said, people might get kind of sick of me, but, <laughs> but to me, it's more of a, it's more of a thing of just like, you know, that to me would be gnosis is trying to, trying to realize, you know, make people realize that even, even the tiniest of things have meaning. Um, and just when you start thinking that way, then you start to, you start to actually see what's in front of you rather than just absorb it rather than just consuming it. So when we're reading the invisibles and going through it and we're seeing that King mob is exposing these conspiracies and there's like this back and forth and, you know, um, it's, it's obviously a parable of how power interplays in the real world without confusion. I mean, like you don't have to get conspiratorial anymore. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's invisible shows. There's no such thing as conspiracies. It's one giant conspiracy. You're in on it. So like Catherine Austin Fitz says, start your own. If you ain't in one, everyone has a life to lead. You're trying to live your manifestation of your desire and it's important. And so what, how do we, Joey, what do we take from like what we've learned? Like what's a good lesson that we've learned from in the invisibles that you can apply in the real world. And I just, I want to hear where the hell you take this because this could go some weird places. Yeah. Yep. And it can even be like real simple. Just, um, there's more going on in every corner of the, of your world than you will ever know. And sometimes that doesn't matter. But I mean, if you want to look for it, you can go anywhere you want. It sounds like that would be a lot of intellectual capacity built up. Maybe some people need to trip on some mushrooms a few times before they build up enough reservoir to understand exactly what you were just getting at. I, for one, perfectly understand perfectly well what you mean. Uh, but yes, uh, and and dear listener, if you understood him, forgive me. Then forget, forget, forget. What do I know? You already knew what he meant. But yeah, that makes sense to me, man. Uh, I think uh, you going where you want to go is. I mean, if you're actually doing that, then you're in control of your perceptual matrix much more uh, acutely and adroitly than the majority of those with the. Uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, semicircular canals that they're using to listen to this right now. So, 
I don't know, but uh, that's a fucking pretty thing you just said, and I do agree with you. I mean, sometimes some things is just about not doing anything, not doing anything until the moment presents itself because you've been watching and listening. That's some deep wisdom. That's a, that's a hard one to do, isn't it? But it's the one that's often the most... It's like Austin says that his uh, Kung Fu... Excuse me, I'm just saying Kung Fu right now. As someone who took like specifically Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, I know that it's not just... But as one of Austin's martial arts teacher taught him, it's not about the speed of the attack. It's about it being the right time. It's the big. Di- it's a world of difference. Is that kind of like what you're saying, Joey? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Huh. Shit, man, I'm getting more interested in fighting, to be honest with you. I find that, like, we do a lot of these, like, people, you could see, like, how it's such an obvious, like, it's it's the most boring archetypes that are all one thing. It's just like, oh, here comes the fruity person who likes the astrology and the, you know what I mean? People who are complex, real people. King Mob would use tarot cards. He would also use whatever appropriate force was at his disposal to make his way in the world that was appropriate to the really appropriate. I can't stress that word enough. <laughs> We're not in a comic book, but don't let no one, you know, don't, you know, they, they, again, I like to joke, you know, the American Patriots did not go to King George and go, I can has my freedom, please. It's not how it works. So anyways, um, well, I mean, to to speak to to Joey's point about about waiting waiting for the the right moment. I mean, that's <laughs> once again. I so I took fencing in college. <laughs> you, are, you are getting cooler by the both of you guys. That's cool, dude. Go on. I took a semester of fencing. Uh, I also took a took two semesters of weaving. But um, <laughs> <laughs> can I can I I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you keep that compliment. Carry on, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, I took a semester of weaving, and I mean, I took a semester of fencing, and, and yeah, I mean that's that's like the basis uh, of. Uh, fencing is like waiting for the opponent to make their first move and then you fucking you know slash their sword out of their hands right so, I mean, that yeah <laughs> it's all about faking faking the other person out and tricking them into attacking into lunging first and then you you know counterattack. uh and yeah so exactly what joe's talking about and then tying to your fighting <laughs> comment but um, I mean, it it was really, yeah, I mean, it was a good class for just learning about just, yeah, verbal uh, ninjutsu as well. Uh, well, you're making me think of those with people in general. The people, the, look, we're, we're, let's, apply, let's apply what we're all, let's apply practically what the fuck we're all saying right now then. We've just faced a, like, let's Gnostically speak. We're Gnostics in the room. That means we're actually adults in the room. We've just witnessed a fucking massive operation occur over the past few months that was already, you know, broadcast up event 201. Needless to say, we've seen a mafioso tactic of a grandiose proportion and the amount of attack on our freedom is one of grandeur. It's fucked. Got fucking like people in North, what is it, North America there in Canadians talking about glory holes. I mean, we're degenerate to a point where we are self destructive. It's almost a suicidal culture. 
fact is, it's because we've allowed the fish to rot from the head. We are all individually responsible. There's never a fucking win for everything. It's always a going for. There's always going to be some sneaky-ass motherfucking golem trying to steal away with the shit. So it's always a perpetual, like, trying to keep the wisdom. I guess, like, quote-unquote, big and native people used to know this and lived in accordance with the cycle of things. And like Joey's saying, like, yo, man, we, we dumb broke it. You know, it's not talking about throwing shit in the streets because Romans had plumbing, but fuck Rome. And <laughs> seriously, fi- finally, fuck it to the end. Like, like final over and out, like 007 Sia. Like, all I'm saying is that people really are responsible for the, what their lives look like. And there's no Messiah coming for you. It's not even just think for yourself, question authority, because Timothy Leary himself turned to be a pig-nosed bitch. But all I'm saying is I'm a, I'm a little raw right now. I think I'm reading a little too much Hunter S. Thompson. I need to go read some like, Shell Silverstein. Chill the fuck out. Someone get me some Jim Henson up in here. So I just uh, I just got this cool version of the, the, the movie The Labyrinth. Let's shift a little Six of Cupsy into the uh, kind of pleasurable and bring it all around because we are in no rush. We are, we are here to do the right thing the best we can. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Labyrinth and uh, what y'all feel about it. Uh, Patrick or Joey, uh, it, let's see if Joey wants to go first and I'll let you go, Patrick. It's funny you mention it. My, one of my buddies brought up that movie today. Um, of course they did. I, I haven't seen it since I was a little kid. And like, to be honest, I got scared by, I can't, they're like in a pit and there's all these creepy looking puppets, but yeah. <laughs> the hands. I, I should probably watch it well, now, but yeah. If you like, um, you know, my birthday is coming up, and I like doing group watching events. We could host a labyrinth. I'm just throwing that out there because you know labyrinth, <laughs> and I just got it on Blu-ray, so labyrinth. But we can talk about that afterwards. No one's, no one's. You're not suddenly like you have to do anything. It's just labyrinth. But um, what does what what is uh the blu-ray that came with mine is norwegian so i can't use it so there's all this stuff i have to do it's it's all fucked up so i'm gonna take pictures and try to get them to take like half the price off and i'll just use that to buy an actual proper copy but the dvd thing itself it's got mirrors on it and stuff and it's got these staircases and such it's really just a pretty thing to just it's kind of building a weird little like, since since they really axed off free stuff online. I've actually been buying media, so that's enough of my jibba jabba on that one. Uh, so the point is, is that Patrick, you were saying something, or God help us all. What the hell was I talking about? Saying that we don't have to rush, and now let's all rush and watch Labyrinth. What's going on? <laughs> oh well, yeah, you brought up you brought up Labyrinth, uh, and then yeah, I don't know. Um, did you want? I mean, I I. Uh, as you will, sir. Labyrinth um, as a movie kind of annoys me, <laughs> but I do, I do, I do highly respect it, and I, I respect what they're what they're going for. I think I just can't quite get past Jennifer Connelly's character. Uh, I understand the whole point of her was to be an annoying like teenager, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's You're using a ones. really nice word there, an annoying teenager. Yeah, go on. <laughs> it's one of those ones where I think you had to grow up watching it. Like, I didn't see it until I was a teenager, and uh, it just kind of grated on my nerves a little bit. But, but um, no, I, 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 I very uh, Jim Henson is like 
he's my favorite artist to be honest um i can see that he uh i mean if we're talking about gorilla gnosis i mean that that was kind of his mo was was rather than going around preaching and and trying to tell people how to live and stuff like he he made all these characters that like like the muppet show they were you know there was all every episode kermit was freaking out you know stressed out but no one ever really argued or gotten there wasn't any you know like drama hbo series kind of stuff it was everybody got along at the you know they all got the show made like it was dramatic and everything but but the show happened through through all the chaos they're they're still able to make a show out of it um so yeah i've always liked jim henson for that and everything i've ever every all the behind the scenes stuff i've ever read about him like he seemed like a really low-key guy really really just wanted to make art and uh <laughs> kind of found himself in a situation where he uh, owned all these ips and stuff and <laughs> and i i don't think that's necessarily where he saw himself going but yeah it was it was just all in an effort to make more art we do live in that abrahamic kind of um <clears throat> what's the uh what's uh, maritime kind of like you know contract law so like there is that saturnine aspect of it but i think what he did as an artist was like he lived his i think he lived well within like expansively jupiterianly like i look at his name he's like hip disney you know i don't know it's like it says a lot that he kind of in the middle of negotiating the the sale to disney that's when he died that's when he passed away I'm making a face just like, mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, they were, they were figuring out the, you know, the numbers and all that stuff. And it was in, in the middle of that, that he passed away from pneumonia or um, yeah. Is that 1991. Yeah, I think so. Man, that um, year keeps popping up. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. No, I don't, we don't need to go into the whole biography, but, <laughs> ah, <laughs> but no, for sure. Yo, let me, yeah. uh, cause that's true. Let me, um, I'll tell you, Speaking of biography, let's go on a quick discursion. Have I guys told? Uh, have I told you guys about the uh, the story? Like, I found out a little bit more about this weird, like David Bowie, Twin Peaks, Nathan Lee Miller Foster thing. This, you know, Nate Foster, because you can just easily say my. If you chopped him, if, if you put Nathan Foster as my name, which you could do, Nate Foster, whatever, that's fine. Nate, whatever, Nate Foster. There's a guy who. Um, just watch this for a second here. So on Lost Highway, David Bowie's track, I'm Deranged, was used from his 1995 album. Uh, gosh, what was the name of it? Outsider, I think it was. And uh, David Bowie creates characters. People know this. Like, everyone knows that. It's David Bowie. Ziggy Stardust. So, uh, Thin White Duke. Not many people know that he created a character. You guys remember this part? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Created a character named Nathan something with an F. It was Nathan F. Long story short, I found out that, as we know, he was on the fire walk with me and he did Philip Jeffries. They brought Philip Jeffries back for the third season, but he's as like this tea kettle thing without giving too much away. He's voiced by, obviously, Bowie is not around after 2016 for 2017. So he was voiced by a man named Nathan Frizzle. So David Bowie sings a song for David Lynch's from the same thing. By the way, those tarot deck is by David De DeAngelis, who did the artwork for Outsiders with David Bowie. 
So Davide, who did the Starman tarot cards, I talked with him like last April. So this is all part of a strange cycle. And I'm trying to make like the pieces clear so that people, I think I've given enough evidence. Uh, or <laughs> That's my evidence. You know, what I'm trying to say is I've given enough. I, those are the pieces. That's just, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes next. Do you see what I mean? It was that new piece that he was the voice actor doing the David Bowie character that was named Nathan F. And I was just like, oh, come on. Of course it is. Did you know did you know that Joey? Have you watched the third season? Yeah. Yeah, but I uh I didn't watch uh Fire Walk with me until like basically so I missed the part where the tea kettle was Philip Jeffries. Is that you, Philip? Yeah, that whole thing. Um Man, that's going to take us a while. Be, like it took like us like 20 something years to deconstruct or even just to start to look at Twin Peaks the first part. Like it, it came back on the Saturn's return. Laura kissing Dale is when Saturn kisses Jupiter. They're representing themselves in the red room because they're no longer people. They're representing the planetary bodies themselves. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. As above, yeah. so below. Okay, cool, man. I guess there's some guy who did some grand de- deconstruction of Twin Peaks on YouTube. People keep pointing me at that. I'm just like, nah, I'm really not interested in other people's shit, right? You know, I've um, got my own yeah. thing. That's the kind of thing is like, yeah, I don't, with Twin Peaks, I, I almost don't. I think that Chris Knowles was saying this too, where he likes it so much he doesn't really want to want to analyze it too much. <laughs> I think I think that was him, but I'm kind of the same way. Like, I, I, I almost... I almost don't want to overthink Twin Peaks. I, I still haven't seen the the newer new, newer season, but um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Christopher Loring Knowles of The Secret Son. For people who do not know, he's actually been used on No Agenda. I take no responsibility for that. Uh, I think that he would say something similar along the lines that the interdimensionals and the portals are very something much to actually be concerned with, not to ignore. Right. And uh, yeah, man, um, you know, fucking Mothman happen, you know, I mean, (laughs) shit fucking comes to life and, you know, you either fight, you know, I mean, God forbid it happens to you, but you know, it's, you don't be stupid. There are ways to face interdimensional terror. First of all, don't be terrored. Don't be terrorized. Be uh, of a calm, sound mind. Uh, You, you have a better chance of beating off uh, something that's, you know, buzzing around you. If you're calm and of sound mind, they might not even be able to actually access you in the way they would want to if you're calm because they're vibrational. I'm not fucking around. This is a real ass shit, motherfucker. I'm like, this is funny if we were play play, if we were children, but this is actually like how the dimensions work. Um, so yeah, no, God bless that dude. Um, I hope that, uh, you know, you got to keep your perceptual filter clear. If you get, uh, this, we, we try to keep the positive gnosis. Uh, that's, you know, you attract, and so we we uh we like to smoke some weed over here because I like to attract really chill good people, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. People who build, and not in the way that Joey was saying, because like I feel you, yo man. That's what I say. Like it's a combination. Maynard James Keenan, the singer of Tool, has a, a cover of his autobiography. Go check out the cover of his book. Like he's like uh looking like a Statue of Liberty or something. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Bob's your uncle, not Hans this time, Bob. So and um 
thinking about like uh what he said for the cover of that was uh his title was uh, and he wrote it with a, a lady too so there's a male and a woman so conjunctuate oppositorum it's called a perfect uh a complementary union of perfect opposites or whatever it is basically when you look in all the churches like all the sacred architecture one of the greatest secrets is of squaring the circle is making the appropriate ratio that's beautiful and good to the dynamic that is fit for the kind of lattice work that overmaps the entire reality which is all very numerologically based i mean it is it's either things are twoing threeing fouring fiving sixing sevening it's all expressed in geometries which then eventually through a waveform mathematics schematic based upon this very map make up your reality yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. I would like to read that. That's a beautiful looking spatial archaeology cover. I have a book called Reincarnation, the Evidence over here. It looks as old as the book that I have called Atomic Suicide by Walter Russell, which uh, that dude's on. He's on top. Him and Dane Rudyar. Sorry, man. I'm fucking ranting. I said to them, seriously, I was joking. I was like, I'm going to let them talk. Joey, I don't know, man. I let Joey loose. I don't know what's going to happen. Jesus. All right, let's try that right now. Joey, what do you got to say? What's going on? At this point, we're going to bring it back around to something focused, but what do you got right now? Um, it's kind of long. Do it. Um, when we were first thinking about uh, gorilla gnosis, I, uh, it reminded me of the book Ishmael. Did anybody, any of you read that book? Uh, what was his name? Um, um uh, Daniel uh, Quinn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've read some of it, but not all of it. Okay. Well, yeah, in, in Ishmael, basically, this, uh, I can't remember if it was telepathic. He's telepathic, or he's just speaking to this man. And he's basically giving him gnosis and like trying to pretty much all the things we were saying. And I've just noticed that throughout our conversation, little things have been coming up. And uh, he has a book called, uh, oh, I can't really remember what the name of it is, but um, in the whole book, they it's about, about this guy who's trying to prove reincarnation. And uh, it's in this uh, world where Hitler won and like he eradicated all the, everyone except white people. And uh, he ends up finding this, person who remembers their past life and she ended up being this one of the last black people underground and they end up go they end up going to find underground these things and basically proves like because she put it there in her past life so it kind of proves it but it's ending is kind of funny because basically the end of the book is nobody cares like he basically proves reincarnation and like no one like no one cares <laughs> that's kind of the idea like i'm saying that we're never gonna you know i read like hunter's work from the 70s and he's already jaded and it's just like that's the truth you know and it's like you look through all the history like va va like um what am i trying to say voltaire and Baudelaire and um names we give with an m and i'm just not even getting it right now it's all right i'll come back another time <laughs> you know who you are <laughs> um but anyways i mean and you know there's and again pe names that people have never heard and you know the more i talk the less i feel wise 
sometimes it's the truth that silence is golden, that the ironic partition of my life being dedicated to radio or podcasting is something that I will never cease to be amused by. However, um, I do my best with the words that I am forced to wield. And uh, we are, we are, we are never at only a crossroads. It's just a series of crossroads. And then it's a cycle. It's a series of cycles. So we encourage people listening to the show to get in touch with your cycles, such as <laughs> I'm so mature until I'm not get in touch with your cycle, get in touch with your cycle, uh, which is good, dude. Like that's the, like, again, you know, fart jokes, like tell, tell them the truth and then take a shit. You know, it's like, what does Zen master do? It's like, you want to see the truth? You know, it's also that because like uh, no one hears fuck gurus. Right. And also like I don't like people could like look at a lot of the stuff that I do and they're like, oh, look at fancy. I'm like, well, I'm only fancy because I dance better than you, biatch. The rest of it is just like, you know, I know that it's all. But anyways, Joey, does that have anything to do with what the hell you were saying? Yeah, uh, kind kind of. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the personal point of view is so important. You know, everyone is their own self. <laughs> well, I mean, like we exist for. Okay, so the opposite of what's real is the meat sack idiot moron argument. It's not an argument. It's a weak limp, which says that we're just, you know, neuronal impulses that exist within a bionic sack of fluids. It's an accident of evolution or whatever noose they have around their intelligence that's choking it off so that it can hardly even breathe, much less think. So, that being said, what truth is, is that we're spirits having a human experience, but it's not just that simple. This is a very fucking real human experience, very real. Blackwater exists, Israel and Palestine. God damn. I don't know how real Hiroshima actually, you know, you know question of nuclear. Let's say in the reality it does. Damn, man, that's not cool. You just blew up like a higher octave of existence and people don't even know what that means. Number people, I don't even want to get into that. Excuse me. So. I'm just saying it's a real reality too. It's real. It's dream time is real. Some people fuck with a dream, and we gotta also talk about how the uh, dreaming is a real conceptualization. It's a, one of the best, in my opinion. Uh, this is like I, I woke up like in my uh, house back in Foxborough, where a cult fan became real at like six thirty three p.m. on six six six. That's two thousand six in Foxborough. I woke up one evening and wrote on the ceiling. That's right. I said I got up from the other universe to write this down. I knew. I knew, I've known. When you think they threw the fucking stack of book at me when I was younger, man? I'll tell you someday. So yeah, man. I think that what's important is that we win this war on dreaming only enough so that we can make a world that's permaculture for our children, who will be more educated, better looking, and more cool than we were. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That's the spark that has to carry on. That's why on the fear inoculum, they have the consciousness torch. You know what I'm saying? Some forces, the thanatics, that's lunatic thanatos, thanatics seek to extinguish the light. They're a death cult. They need to be deathed. That ain't no lie. That's just the logical statement. I'm not throwing shade. They already in the shade. Someone else talk. Best of bust them uh, <laughs> My my uh, my takeaway was uh, 
be excellent to each other <laughs> and party on, dudes. Um, Fuck yeah, dude. Grossly um, <laughs> here, here, here. <laughs> um, my my girlfriend and I, we we just watched the the first Bill and Ted movie. Awesome, and, dude. We're about uh, to the the better half and I are about to watch that. Yeah, I've well, never I seen think, it. I think that that's the 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 hidden genius of those movies is they're they're so incredibly stupid movies, but but like what what Joey was saying about uh, so was the reason that people didn't weren't blown away by reincarn reincarnation being real was because it wasn't like a personal experience of theirs or it was just like a yeah so it's like oh okay so what you know like this is I mean it's like the whole world is like a Nazi regime in that book so I mean that it's a little different but I think the the point was is like Daniel Quinn himself been trying to like drop gnosis on everyone and then that kind of book that book kind of felt to me like he was kind of saying that that no one cares like no one's doing anything about what what he was saying those yes, flowers that those flowers that do care are growing i think that's uh that's proof in the show donate by going to a go go ahead patrick <laughs> um no I, I was just gonna say like that's i think that's kind of the the magic of of the bill and ted movies is that they don't care they 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 don't care about learning history and because all, all they're being taught are you know a series of, of facts which is you know exactly how we were all taught i'm sure history in school was just like a, a series of memorized facts whereas you know but once they started ex- experiencing the historical figures and and realizing what what those figures meant for their individual lives for themselves you know they're then that's when they like the whole the whole presentation at the end of the movie that's it's not they're not just standing up on a stage listing out facts about the about the historical figures the historical figures are interacting with them and you know and yeah. it, it's all about what it means to their personal lives and that's that's how they came to know history mm-hmm. how they came to gnosis what's what's cool about that is like saturn kind of is like you take you you've taken you you to get gnosis you have to like see one part of gnosis is like why we do this as a round table too is because like we're all kind of like joey said like it's so like we're being we're we're a pallet right now for 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 what it is and uh you need saturn once you get to 30 you've had that kind of had a look around and you suddenly like you said you suddenly have a look at the picture you're no longer just like what the fuck's all this we fun life whoa what's going on you know no license no longer rushing past you now well okay that's a whole other thing but now that you've reached 30-ish or something, now you've kind of taken your look around. You've had one look around this life thing. That part of Gnosis, too, cannot be undervalued. There's not a real sense of Gnosis that you can get from being an adult. There's something of being pure and innocent or whatever that aspect that cannot be replaced. But at the same time, there's an aspect of where you're at in your, quote-unquote, whatever growth level you're at. And it's like one of the most important things you can do to like honor all of the death and sex and life and eating and partying and excellentness that has come before you is to do the best you can in this time that you have every single moment. You now you've had a gut punch, get up, keep moving on, change what you do so that you get better and always better and always better. It's always, there's always a way. 
Well, that too. I mean, also to like what, what Joey was saying, there's also, I mean, there's certainly times where you can, I mean, I, I feel this way where I just want to go bury myself in a, in the ground in the backyard and just cocoon up for a while. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's perfectly fine too. It's just like, you know, sometimes there's just times when you just have to like build a cocoon. Absolutely. Around. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, there's a, there's a season for all things. And the point is, is that like, for example, like that real experience, I haven't even seen Bill and Ted in full. I've seen them when I was a kid on TV. Like I would see like Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy on TV. And uh, uh, what was it? Mike Myers, uh, I, the serial killer. I married us like, I'd, you know, and you'd see those on TV, but you wouldn't really like see them because you're a kid. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> So, I mean, like, I've seen, and I remember seeing, like, the, I guess, like, the seventh seal face of death in one of them. And, you know, bogus journey might have been, but, like, so, yeah. Anyways, I've been wanting to watch those for a while. And I think for my birthday, that's going to be a personal thing for the uh, the better half and I, whose jewelry you can get at Ronde Blanc. This is not an advertisement. It's a way of life. I just make the shit up as I go, I don't give a fuck. What is it, right? You know, she does good work. She deserves it. And if I can make fun of it and it becomes a thing, then what the hell? Joey uh, totally turned me on to J.P. Sears. I love that guy. He's fucking, he's uh, he's one of the men with gnosis. Let's talk about J.P. Sears gnosis, dude. He's gorilla gnosis. I'm fucking for real. You want gorilla gnosis? <laughs> Joey, tell us a little bit about that shit. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a funny dude. He's pretty popular. Um, He's just, it's that, it's satire to the point of where, I mean, if you get it, you get it, and you know it's satire. But like, even then, you're like, "Wait, what?" You know, <laughs> just like the uh, uh, new age trope. You know, but I mean, he plays it a little differently. But he's talking about stuff that people, if they were just blatant about it, would just get kicked off YouTube. You know. <laughs> But he's like able to slip it under this veneer of satire, and kind of reminds me of a, uh, you know, uh, Colbert in his heyday. You know, back when he was part of the ambiguously gay duo before, you know, you couldn't say all that stuff before. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying good or bad, but just yeah, Colbert used to be funny. Colbert used oh, yeah. to. Yeah, he fucking sold out, dude. Oh my <laughs> sold god, everything. What do you think Chappelle's at these days, guys? Is he is he on the other side of the rainbow? He's yeah, seems to be staying, you know, like you said, cocooned up a little bit, you know. I hope he stays true. I like yeah. that guy. I like that yeah, guy. I, he, I hear he pops in, like he'll just pop into like a random comedy club and like start doing a set. I like, really eight people there or whatever get like the really nice intimate show. I would love to get one of those. I would just love to talk with him. Like, just be like, man, what's going on? What the fuck? Let's get some fucking coffee. I don't even want to get twisted. I just want to talk with you. What the fuck do you know? Like, what's your gnosis? Like, what do you feel? Where do you come from? What do you know about the stars? What do you know about, you know, multidimensional? You know, I, I, I want to talk with all the people who can talk about that stuff that, look, see, they're right there. Unless I'm completely having this most massive mind fuck. I was like, Patrick, this is real. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> fuck, fuck, dude. First rule about Fight Club. Don't talk about how reality is not actually real. What? Okay. 
So, I mean, like, you know, we got music going on for Gorilla Gnosis, too. I got Nathan Lee and his deep state coming up. That That's not just uh, this machine. You know, she's not a machine killing fascist, dude. She is an alembic projectile uh, hyper level upper er 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 anywho she's she good like that she got she's a golden wooden goddess and uh, ooh she just curls she's ooh 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 anyways this is getting weird okay good back to normal yeah normal um so i guess like besides like fuck dude like People like Discordianism with culture jam and shit like that. And I mean, like, there's ways to do it, like tools like doing it on the on the up. Like they're like, we are one sun becoming. They're actually giving like the true gnosis of like our actual evolutionary purpose, like to a high mystical degree. And that's the thing. Most people, I think we need to see a massive engagement with younger people and actual appropriate initiation in our culture. I think we need to see people getting back in line with a traditional current that they can then have a system that they can then be free. That's the difference. Being stuck in a vacuum of space floating nowhere or having your life's destiny back on the Fibonacci spiral. I couldn't have said it better. Well, that's because you know what you're doing. Stop doing the third person thing. That's weird. No, you stop doing it. It's a podcast. Okay. I'm going to clip that. Did you guys hear that podcast that was over in like three seconds? Yeah, dude. Just ate itself. It's like an Ouroboros. What do you guys know about your North Nodes and South Nodes? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not sure. I understand them from like K2 and Rahu in the Indian sense of things is like the headless dragon. So what we're talking about is like the points on the moon. Like when people hear like the dark side of the moon, they think it's like some kind of like NASA fakery. But really, the dark side of the moon is the side of Yesod or the manifestationary di- um, dimensional, um, I guess, thickness of what we call the moon. <laughs> and this is like way higher than fucking people are. So, again, the reason initiation is important is so that you understand what profane is because there is profane. It's not an insult. There is just a way to be. I don't even care. You, there's no, I, There's no velvet for this. There is a there is a there is a line that is necessary that is useful and people uh, making a choice of your own free will is important but i i want to see the consciousness evolve to the point where people cannot be marauded their consciousnesses cannot be marauded i serve to defend truth and consciousness i hope i'm making that clear i'm i i don't even know I really want you to know that like I'm in full service mode right now and I'm completely making this up as I go along, but that is to say because I come from a place of truth in the first place. So what I say is already filtered to be like, hey, this is real. Ah, fuck it. It's true. <clears throat> which is which is always how I've gotten by in the first place. But do you do you hear what I'm saying? I mean, Patrick, you've 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 done a bit of Rosicrucianism and I'm wearing an Egyptian shirt right now. It's Mercury's day. What you know, without we're, what, what you'll come to learn and what anyone else who would join something like this or any other tradition that you want to, I mean, some people do, a lot of people do like witchcraft and other crazy, I don't know, whatever, man, you do your thing. I'm just saying there's a really good system that like priest class, priest classes used to use. And my big thing is like, be the priest yourself. No one between you and God, no one between you and God, no one between you and God. That's why I say all this. That's why I say all this. The difference between the profane and the initiated 
has something to do with your freedom. Damn, yeah. man. Um, Excuse me, my, sir. Go ahead. My takeaway, from, <laughs> my takeaway from that uh, would be that there, there does, you know, I'm not, I'm not really tapped into a whole lot of this, but there does seem to be a, a current, a current of like the teenage rebellion aspect, but but in the the world of witchcraft, like uh, where where all these where a lot of people are kind of creating new traditions and and new new chaos magic and, and new ways of, of doing things that have been around for thousands of years. It's like almost a permaculture of, of occultism. Like why not just go back to go back to what has been taught and has worked for thousands of years uh, rather than trying to create a whole new system. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that- yeah. I mean, you can either you know you can either delude the whole system until you just have nothing, or you find what works. But I mean, it's I mean, using a stable structure so that's something that's been around for a long time is gonna be helpful because you're gonna it's gonna be a sound theory of mind and you'll have a practice that's lined out for you already. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know things that are thousands of years old aren't, aren't sexy, but, <laughs> and new things are sexy, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there, there are easier ways than chaos, but I mean, you'll eventually, like you said, find your own system and as long as it's stable and it works, but I mean, a lot of occultism is just talking. So a system can seem sound, but if no one uses it. <laughs> Whoa, yes, this is what we do in this show sometimes by way of so you understand what's going on. This is the Midro. <laughs> this is where we give thanks to those who have donated to the show in a producer level and uh that is really any amount. We're mirroring the MoFax level. So while we are waiting for <laughs> donations to pick up, I got to keep remembering that the content has to resonate with the value and it has to resonate with the audience because there's a billion ways to go out there and suck the life out of reality and not do a good job. But when you're honest, and I'm, I'm talking about like just like, the Bill Hicks advertisers, like fucking kill yourself if you're an advertiser kind of thing, right? Like if you're someone who poses children's toys and I don't know, that's advertising to children. Isn't that even worse? I don't know. What would Bill Hicks say? It should be like a t-shirt. So let's check it out, guys. There's a lot of things going on in karma and life. <laughs> um, I appreciate the uh, donations that have gone into the anonymous levels uh, and we're going to start making any amount that is like this, again, the MoFax. So uh, I guess... That is to say, right now, if you donate any amount that is, what is it? Yeah, I think um, they're doing 100 for executive. So, yes, if you'd like to be an executive producer of this show, which I hope you do, um, we're trying to get the, um, it's, it's just enough information from behind the veil out into so that you can do your own work when you go into your own esoteric prayer mode or whatever you're going to do. 
this isn't advocating uh, hurting anyone, right? This is not the same thing as throwing... This is all about personal consciousness evolution. I can't stress that enough. Like, the reason that people stumble on the path is they have the wrong idea of what we're doing here. So hopefully I bring this much more correctly and calmly and chivalric Yeah, boy. Huh. Yeah, whatever. Truthful, though. I mean, like, there's that side that doesn't want to be pompous and bombastic and t- it just, like, you know, at the other side, there's something about being risen and being of the most noble order you can possibly imagine yourself to be and then characteristically living that out in the art of your being. Um, what can I say? Nobody's perfect, even those we, I have, I hold in high esteem. We all have our ish. And uh, it's not just a human game is kind of the point. You know, I mean, like, be good to people, have compassion, but do not suffer the slings of injustice, but do not confuse injustice with someone's histrionic terrorism. Whoa, what? All right, focus. Let's get back into the show. Again, um, these people that you're listening to, Joey and Patrick and myself, I think that's who's on the show. Is that who's on? Oh, my God. Is there anyone else? No, I think it was the three of us. Do you even listen to your own show? <laughs> that was fun. Listen, the point is is that these guys are good people and they really care. And I can honestly, I mean like I don't know where you come from, but I hope you can hear in my voice like I'm trying uh to do what they call tikkun olam or the great work and uh we must not live in a singularity. Like AI ties into this. Dude, I'm <laughs> pills, man. Dude, there ain't no more oh, taking them all. Like I'm beyond pills now. It's beyond curtains. It's it's about doing the real great work and trying to help people. You call us saving souls, man. Yo, it can get to that level if you want to talk about it. I don't want to though. I don't want to go all slowly but surely. We're still building up. I got my uh, Nathan Lee in his deep state. Uh, got the cool jobs karma from that. Uh, my gratitude out again to no agenda and mo facts and to nox mente and aeon bite everyone at those and to all the people at dark journalists you guys my giza death star family my invisibles family yo invisibles reading group coming up on 11 11 get in on that for 11 dollars 11 if you have it new then each month after that you can donate 11 but if you don't the only other time the invisibles group would have anything to do with money is if you're going to pay for the what they call the magical materia it's just the it's just the, i say <laughs> it's just the physical component but it's a nice little uh aspect that it's 1111 i learned that you don't be over overgiving because yeah y'all i had to ship that out <laughs> so all that stuff so i'm becoming more of an adult too i'm 36 years old now i just had a birthday 2 days ago on september 22nd um i'm finding myself becoming more um self-assertive and uh interested in humbling myself so that i can be of true use and virtue and um without all that like and you know there's there's always just going to be the crabs i can't even get it you know they can't get it up in their own their own right so they don't want to try to help and you know what it is so uh, the way i gotta live true you know yes i'm in certain groups and everything like that you got to get over your understanding of whatever like spooky scooby-doo understanding of shit you have when it comes to that it's for real. Like it's about making a better world, and I hope that you can hear in my voice that I have a heart. That I mean, I'm as I'm as good and as bad as the next person, but I hope to God that I'm doing the best thing I can do. And again, God's important because God is real. Uh, not like any of the languages I can use, like English language fails me, capitalistically and otherwise, I suppose. But even just so you can hear the vibration of what I'm coming from from this point of consciousness, the Most High is a point on the compass that we can 
re re every every moment every moment renew ourselves to be realigned with it can be um you know it's what christ was trying to do too you know people try to touch a saint or an idol it's about balancing becoming more whole in a sense but again this has i'm trying to say too much at one time all right guys let's get back into the show uh we're hour and 32 minutes in we got a little bit more to go uh, don't forget if you really do like this show please uh come over to six of swords <laughs> discord try running four shows right you know six of swords discord uh that's the flagship show come on in there you can create a character that your value then transfers over to one of the nice things about the invisibles group is again initiation i was saying is important you can kind of do a light mode with that and still see how you can react with your subconscious and how the reality works through the invisibles reading group which is um it's the reading of the invisibles comic by grant morrison the hyper sigil and uh, hence why he's in the title, uh, and Miguel had mentioned him. But uh, the point is, is that you can do that. But like, a character on the six of swords is, or the wands in this case, which is used. The, the wands is fire. The swords are air. The air is a one-on-one -on -one conversation. The fire is action. The game, and the value that you donate into this game, you can transfer to your character, and then in a hyper sigil sense, you can use that to achieve things in your life. And uh, it's all on the up. I, I am also concerned about my immortal soul, if you will. I think we all should be. I think we should all be the best versions of ourselves we could be, uh, knowing that this content is out there. You know, I'm, I'm, I am exoterically expressing myself right here. But, uh, yo, for real, uh, chaos magic is like chaos math. And, um, you know, if it proves to be too ugly a title for some people, I don't think I'll ever change for that reason. But I'd say, well, let's efficaciously get the points across so that we can evolve together. It's like an upwards windfall together. So uh, some very wise people have imparted unto me. And I really care about lots of different communities. You know, it's like weird. I'm at a strange, like, you know, check the word, intersection. But, like, I have interest in people who are of uh whatever you know the in between genderism like whatever like i have interest in their lives being it's like all people do value into my equation just as much as the people who you'd be like very liberty or uh gun pro gun or people who are like you know i have very nuanced opinions on most things because the realm that we're in is such a dream like state uh really if you could just back enough to see it but, yo, for real, though, um, you do have to stand for something at the same time. You can't afford to be neutral on a moving train unless you become like I have the train. So, you know, I'm going to run a train on this entire reality. Check it out now because I'll say we are actually trying to help people live in harmony with one another of their own free will. And it has to be free. It has to be harmony. <laughs> it's like those are the aims but it's not it doesn't it's not always going to be good it's going to be sometimes more progress sometimes less but again like we should respect those who have that aim and listen to them because maybe if you're listening to them and not you know whatever that minority report targeted advertising bullshit big sister big brother kind of bullshit and you getting you know what i'm saying like listen to the good feed the good wolf all right that's one for this show feed the good wolf fight the good fight feed the good wolf and uh, my goodness gracious, would you like to get back into the show now? <laughs> I hope that's explained the show enough to those who are new. Um, go on to the Six of Swords Discord to get a link to that. Find me on Occult Fan at Twitter or also on OccultFan at gmail.com. And uh, in the future, we have uh, definitely federated or gone into a better uh, not having to use. Dude, Amazon rebranded today. I'm just saying it's getting it's getting weird. New video game systems and such. I have so much more I'd like to say, um, but uh, 
I, I will say that as far as Nathan Lee and his Deep State, uh, the band that I am putting together and focusing my music into right now, man, guys, I am so looking forward to you experiencing the music that I finally put into the logarithmic spirals that I'm finally understanding how music works. Like, I'm actually taking theory now. So add the genius of the guitar. Humble motherfucker, I'm telling you. Add the genius of what I do at my guitar. That's Alice, all right? I'm just the humble medium. Take my guitar. We're going to be spicing it up with all of the best accents and funk and jazz and just pure screaming metal. All of the things that... It's, 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 it's based in beauty, and which is nice because it's also value for value music. I will make sure that... Every, People be like, yo, they cast spells on the master tapes. Well, man, be rest assured that whatever is going into this music is going to be on the up, on the holy. You feel me? I hope you understand. Yo, there's no other way. You can either duck and cower and let some invisible shields just like make you feel like the rain's not there, or you have to actually step into the thing, become your own train. You know what I'm saying? And like, find the people who run with you that are that are true. Have have patience. Forgive people. Be kind. Don't lift, don't carry that burden. That ain't your burden to carry. There's true wisdom that's perennial. I can only do my best to impart a little bit of it. It's all up to you to do your own living, though. There ain't no one else there outside. There ain't no Jesus to save you in this case right now. You have to become the Jesus. You have to become, you're not the savior. You have to become your own savior. Anyways, fuck Bitcoin worlds where we all have to be tied on to some kind of fucking what, Nintendo Satoshi created slave chain. Is it blockchain? Blockchain? What's it called again? I don't know, motherfucker, but it's a bad idea. All right, that's enough. But like, uh, like I said, I'm getting more assertive. And yo, man, if you have to go down to help the uh, the greater cause, you know what I'm saying? Let's not even have to hope we go there, but I do feel like we're facing a mitosis of a, a society here. I mean, like, it's obvious that Pussifer uh, has some insight, uh, fucking Nine Inch Nails, making their fucking insupportive COVID reality. They're like, yeah, dude, the world came down on high, and only David Lynch is, like, saying, like, it's a great time if you enjoy theater of the absurd. I don't know who's in on what from what level to be true on that. I, I see these people, and I'm just like, all right, I didn't get read in on the event 20. Mm -mm. So, I don't know what else to say. It seems pretty obvious that this is just a gang fuck for money, and people took something of a natural phenomenon and just turned it into a fuckbag and freak scare. I'm sorry, I try to speak with more aplomb and dignity and uh, kindness and uh, more adroitly as well. There are you out there who hear this show or pass this on if you feel like this might be of use to those. I'm feeling that there are people out there that know the talent that I have also for my vocal talents, not just the music. My music is a whole other thing. But if you play saxophone and guitar, uh, by the way, just um, I'm, I'm putting together the rhythm section next. But first of all, looking for a really, uh, if you play saxophone, get in touch with me. Like, if you're good, <laughs> and I will be the judge of that naturally, but if you're looking to get hired into a band, uh, that's the first thing we're looking for, and it's only fitting that it's Mark Sandman's birthday. Rest in peace, Mark Sandman. I'm going to smoke some you out, uh, smoke, smoke some of, uh, words fail me, so I'm just going to have some in the respects after this. Yo, it's the 24th, it's September 20, uh, yo, like, Nick Cave's born on my birthday, uh, Mark Sandman, Boston musician, born in Newton, uh, Joe Rogan lived in Newton. Yo, this is a whole other thing. 
Yeah, man, the comment, dude, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm starting to trail off, guys, there's a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline, let me get you back into the show, this is a, much longer than I usually do these, so let me get us back into the show, thank you, and oh, hey, oh, hey, gold, it's going straight for the massive attack, all right, so anyways, oh, joke's on you, it's Primus, anyways, joke's on everyone, it was Steely Dan, so anyways, go ask Alice, I'm thinking that it's, like, important that you go, you, you gotta realize that, like, Gorilla Gnosis is changing the narrative so that everyone has not a self-indulgence because like we're in danger of remember because like we got to remember like the paces of how this is going to evolve. We're seeing that we have discourse now. Everyone's got their own discord. Pretty soon it's going to be the inversion of Facebook or some shit like that. You know, everyone's got like these. So we have to realize that the paces of society are going to change, especially after this year when they've gone more robot, which is, I think, largely what this whole thing is about. Now that we've chilled the fuck out, I feel like everyone's chilling out. I don't know if they're going to try to do some dark-ass winter, like some of the darker negative mindsets can say that they've been planning. They, 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 they. Shame on us if we Mandela Effect don't remember who they are by now. I guess, like, um, what's important is the self-defense aspect, you know, like... Uh, especially if someone tries to come and give you like one of those Rudolph Steiner shots, don't take it. Like fight them the fuck off. Like fight them like they were rapist. You're allowed to defend yourself. You're supposed to defend yourself. You're worthy of existence. You were the culmination of so much evolution. If that's the best you can think, but you are an infinite star creature here to do some amazing things. And then, you know, trade the shell for another one or go do some other shit, but you're here now, so please, focus. We came to this game, let's play. Get your head in the game. Wow, I just said a bunch of things, but I feel like I was on fire there. Is that the ranting I'm supposed to do with more music? Yes, exactly. You know they shoot guys like us if we're not careful. I need to, like, remember, guys, I'm joking. Your freedom, ha, 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 gnosis, wink, 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 wink. (laughs) Sorry, what? That, yeah, that's why you have a, uh, um, oh my God, my brain. That's why you have a, a, a cookie dough <laughs> track in the middle of it. That's just nonsense to make sure they know you're joking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just suck on the fat dick of the industry and you'll be okay. Like, see, this is why I can't do comedy. I, yeah, seriously, like too dark, too quickly, too evil. Just got to stay away from that ledge. It's not, some people can do comedy and stay clean. I am not someone who's allowed, it's like drinking. I'm not allowed to do comedy. I'm not allowed to drink. Those are things that are sick. Keep, keep, keep a cold fan away from that stuff. Yeah. But anyways, got better things to do. Um, Joey, what do you think about all this crazy shit? Like, what do you think about the radical realization of self, but also within the framework that's a classical antiquity? Like, is it a delicate compromise like the churches of yore, which are like half hard, like Maynard's uh, perfect complementary union of opposite things? A little bit of line, a little bit of curve. Hmm. Well, uh, I guess I don't follow. Um, Freedom as lines and uh, determination as curves or invert that because freedom seems like a curve and determination seems like a, a line. Square the circle of that. Freedom versus determination? Well, essentially, but in a more poetic way, kind of like all of that, but with more of the thrust of like gnosis and all that, uh, you know what to do. Yeah. Um, sometimes things, you know, they seem so hard. But once you've figured it out, it's like, whoa, that 
you know, that was just so simple. Knowing yourself means knowing what you're going to do, knowing, trusting your actions and Sorry. Um, yeah, getting getting out of your own way and things just become easier because you've been, you've no wasted attention on things that aren't serving you and yeah. I uh... you know, they say uh if you say someone wants to go on a diet or quit smoking and you fail, that's because you didn't actually want to quit, you know, and when you quit, it means that you actually wanted to this time. I don't know if that makes any sense. No. Yeah, it does. There, there was somebody I was talking to earlier today that she was, she was saying she quit, she just quit smoking. So now she has to find a different vice. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, maybe the underlying issue wasn't taken care of, but yeah. That's what Miguel mentioned in the most recent Finding Hermes. We need to get out those cores and plug those holes. And uh, Joey, do you have more to say? Excuse me. I'm sorry. Go ahead, guys. No, no, I'm good. Imagine if you will, because we're talking neuroscience, and this is my small contribution of neuroscience. This is one of the, the main concepts that I took out of my ever brief studies. All the same. Those are my law studies. <laughs> same thing with my film. Uh, anyways, excuse me. Those are my three minors, neuroscience, law, and film. Add that to the well, blah, blah, blah. The point is, is that when you look at how a mountain is formed, for example, got a mountain has a stream flowing down from the top, little green rustly grass next to it, carving a path down, trickling down all the way down to the base, which is some say gravity, others say density. I say it's delightful. <laughs> and you have this trickly little path. And over a long time, it just like keeps going down that path. It's the water just, but say like that water is a behavior pattern. You know, it's a, it's a, an impulse an input and then a stimulus and then a behavioral output, which results in consequences of any type, negative, positive, or otherwise. And it's, simply that that river is so engraved it's so always going to be there those neurons are almost always going to be there but you can with effort divert to a new path and cause a new trickle pattern to cause a better result in your life which is also like leveling up but don't forget this is the reason this is a super effective neurological metaphor poetic is that it has the fact that river is always ready to result in that other behavior if it's if you direct it down there if you let that sluice gate slip but that's because your soul's the rudder brother sisters you're on the ship right you 